0: Welcome to Cancelled. Uh, sorry for the delay. Uh, it's been, we've been a bit busy. There's been festivals and going out of town and doing shows and whatnot. Sorry to make excuses, but they are what they are. Our uh, careers are just popping off. Yeah, good problems. That's <laughs> what they call one of them good problems. Uh, but that being said, we're back. Michael Folk's here. Hello. Uh, and we're back into a show that I'm really goddamn enjoying it keeps getting better. It keeps literally getting better every episode. I get so excited. Like, the cold open happens, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm in, like, my, like, comfy shorts, and I got, like, my hair's pulled back. Like, <laughs> I am ready to watch some Briscoe County. Hell yeah. How have you been otherwise? Oh, well, I've been doing good. It's like, yeah, it, it, just a busy time of year. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was talking today. I'm like going to this recording, and I was able to carve out exactly like 90 minutes. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I was like, okay, and then I've got to keep going. And then for yeah. sure, uh, you got shows tonight. I don't have shows tonight. I just came from a rehearsal for Mortified, right on, uh, which is like the show where you like read old journals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, I didn't know they did rehearsals. Um, yeah, we had uh, Moon Tower. You were just in New York. How was uh, how was the uh, Big Apple? New York was really good. Um, I also went to Philly, and I, I really like Philadelphia. What were you doing in Philly? Um, uh, my boyfriend, Sam, was there reading a Holocaust panel of, like, writers. You know, breezy. Sure. Nice, fun little, little romantic trip. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it yeah. was fun. Yeah, it was nice. And, like, the they took us out for dinner afterwards. We yeah, went yeah, to yeah. a restaurant that made food specifically from the Jewish diaspora. Like, is that normally what it does? Or did they do it specifically for this no, panel? No, that's the kind of restaurant it is. Okay, I did not... What does that entail um like it's not bagels you know what i mean well, like some. It's, i mean okay. there's so i had one of the things i had was hala crusted uh grouper which is really nice and tasty sure, that sounds really good. um there was like a lot of things with white fish like white sharkletaway fish, a lot of white fish and sense, things yeah. like that um and like sort of pith, pithy names for cocktails, sure. Like, I like guess, all of them, like right? a "See You Next Tuesday" or something. I don't know. That's like every cocktail bar has yeah. that. There's no, but it was just, tasty. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was nice. Awesome. Yeah, let's get into it. Into. I feel like you could have a nice uh, a nice cocktail on a riverboat. <laughs> the hell of a segue transition. Yeah. Uh, episode six, riverboat. I uh, immediately love. Like, the opening, and the bad guy's name is Ringo. I'm like, perfect. Like, everything about the the way they even just name the characters on this show are, like, perfectly campy. Yes. Like, in a coming episode, there's a bad guy named, uh... What's his name? Loco Bob. Yes, he's, yes, Because he's yes. crazy. <laughs> and at one point, he's got ants in his pants, and he goes, These ants in my pants are driving me loco! And his friend goes, You're already loco, loco. I'm like, oh, I fucking love this show. It's anyway. delightful. Um, <laughs> fucking... It's such a ridiculous opening, too, because it's, okay, Briscoe is out on the train, like he's, he's hunting down bounties, and he's got a guy, and that guy's got to drop on him because he's got two friends or whatever, mm-hmm. and then a kid rides up on a bicycle, and he's like, Telegram for Mr. Briscoe County Jr.? <laughs> yeah, and I had a big thought about this. So, how do telegrams work? Do they have to just find you wherever you are? Theoretically. So, you telegram office to office. Uh-huh. Right, You have to go to a telegram office, and that gets sent to like the telegram office in that town. So and then somebody the in that town, has the, he works for the telegram office, and his job is to take the message that they got and deliver it to Briscoe. So does he just ride around aimlessly like, yelling defi- out Briscoe? It certainly appears that way. I can only assume, like, in the logic of this story, he must have been like, has anybody seen that Briscoe? And I, then someone said, oh, I think he's out hustling up uh, rustlers or whatever out by that barn. Oh yeah, 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 and the kid is so good he's like rides in between the middle of these guys all pointing guns at each other and briscoe's like hey i don't maybe not now and the kid and the kid's like excuse me but it's my duty to deliver this message like he's like yeah yeah, yeah. he's hustling he's trying to get his job done uh again briscoe instead of shooting the bad guys shoots a latch off of the corral which lets the horses out and tramples the bad guys which i think is probably like in this case, they only got knocked over. But in real life, they'd be dead. Like, 15 fucking horses ran over so. them. And that's a very shitty way to go. It's very... All of the... I feel like by episode 20 or something, they're going to run out of ways for him not to shoot someone. Yeah. Because he's always finding a way to not do... And he, Why, yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. are you carrying around your dad's gun, then? Like, Well, he does actually finally shoot somebody in one of the episodes we'll talk about today. I guess we'll that get, is true. We'll get yeah. to that. Um, so, basically, the premise of this episode... Is that uh, there's a uh, another bad guy who was in the? All right, here's my main question: it, it, It's the story of this episode and it's the story of an upcoming episode as well. He's tracking down another member of the gang that was there. Yeah, which, Bly's gang sc- right. killed, of Bly's gang that killed his dad. How many fucking people shot his dad? Because every criminal is like, I was there when I shot. When, like you know, I was one of the guys that shot your dad or whatever. There's like twenty. There's got to be twenty guys. How do you even fit all in next to each other without shooting each other? Well, so, from my understanding, and I kind of went back to like think about that first episode, the pilot, and right. looked at it. And I guess the idea is supposed to be that his father had pretty much rounded up every bad guy, and they were all on one train, right? And it was like a Pandora's box of Western bad guys, sure. And like he, I guess he was going to hang up his hat and be done, right? And so it was. Like every bad guy was there. And like I guess maybe while they were on the train, they're oh, like Oh, that's yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like he had somehow gotten every criminal. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, they they got another one, and this guy is uh <laughs> he runs he's like a like kind of the boss hog of this little town. He's not even a boss hog, he runs he's in charge of the river, which is weird. Like he's like nothing can get up and down up and down the river without him getting his taste, right? Yeah. So uh <laughs> this also I have a weird, like, I don't know. There's weird racism. I don't know who that would be. Sorry about the interruption. We had uh, people just come to the house and ask that they were just in the neighborhood walking around. Just wanted to pray. Fears anybody needs to pray. Who's looking to pray. No. That was such a strange interaction. That's so weird. They didn't have a, a paper. They didn't have like a pamphlet. There was no like sign me up for a church or we're having a picnic. It was just like a like a, a older white lady a mid, like a slightly younger white dude and I can't tell if the guy was Hispanic or Asian just walking around looking to pray with folk you know whatever no. yeah, <laughs> that's so weird it's very weird that's so uncomfortable guess what if I wanted to pray I'd come to like, like yeah, we, there's we'd, a we'd place. be in a church right now there's like, a place to do I'll it do just come to my house anyway so weird me. racist moment and in... well it's not even just weirdly racist here's what I don't understand so this world exists for like they call Chinese guys coolies and it's definitely the 1800s or whatever. But this black dude just there's just no there's no issues with that, right? He shows up, he's saying that uh the main bad guy uh killed his brother. Yes. Uh because the they didn't want to pay, they So basically we find out that they're have this fabric, which we'll get to the gag on the I'm fabric. I'm so in excited a second. about this. Uh, um They've invented this fabric. They're trying to ship it up and down this river, but they can't make any money because this guy's taking all the profits by, to allow them to ship stuff. The brother tried to ship something without him knowing about it. He kills the brother. The sheriff says to him, and I don't understand this logic at all. The, the sheriff shows up like, oh, I got a warrant for your arrest for murder. And the guy says, well, excuse me, but I have a pardon, which is just a piece of paper that says he has a pardon. But pardons, that's not how pardons work. They're not preemptive. Like, you don't get a, you know what I mean? You have to be arrested, convicted, and then, and you, then get you get a get pardon. pardon. You don't have a, par- a pardon's on a piece of paper that's like, you can't arrest me for anything because I have a pardon. This show really works off of a lot of, like, basically assuming that people don't know how things work. Sure. And I don't. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. a lot of a lot of this, I was like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like- I'll give you that. I'll <laughs> give you that. Um, so, so Briscoe, so here's how Briscoe's going to take down this bad guy. Um. He is pretending to be... Uh, so basically, pool pool sends him a uh, telegram that says help. That's how the, what the telegram is in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets there, he finds out that pool lost a bunch of money to him playing cards because the guy was cheating, and they've locked him up because he's not paying his his bet or what his uh, his debt. So he so Briscoe's pretending to be this rich guy. He's going to beat him at cards to get pool out. Yes. Uh, but once he finds out about the murder of this guy's brother, he decides we're going to take this guy down like all the way. And it's going to be a big like overlap, like overarching con. Yeah, and it basically sort of became an Ocean's 11 thing. A little bit. Um, I was like Briscoe's sort of Danny Ocean in this. I have to be honest with you. I love cons. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like any con movie I'll watch. Uh I always kind of, there's a part of me that wants to be a con man. Not that like I want to be a criminal, but there's just, just the gentlemanly art of the con. Yeah, con it looks is so cozy. much fun. Like, a con man is sort of classy. Yeah. He's not sticking a gun in somebody's back. Yeah, it's not violent. It's not violent. It's like, yo, you got to use your brains and outsmart somebody. But then also, there's like cool lingo. Everybody's like, we got to do a Kansas City Shuffle or whatever. And it's like, yeah, one. Did you ever see? There's two con movies. I actually think there's a movie called Kansas City Shuffle, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) There's two con movies that I love. And Mm -hmm. I loved when I was a kid Opportunity Knocks with Dana Carvey. Absolutely. So good. And then the other one, actually, Lucky Number Slevin. I just recently watched it again. Uh, it's better than it has any business being. It's, it's so of, good. Because it's kind of a dumb... Like, yeah. Overall, it's kind of dumb, but I genuinely like it. I like it so much. I I, I like the, the relationship between Josh Hartnett and Lucy Liu. I was surprised with like, the chemistry. Yeah. I was sure. so surprised that they had good chemistry, and they do. Yeah, I'll give you that. There's a con movie I love, which actually relates a little bit to this episode. Uh, Digstown, with James Woods and Lou Gossett Jr., where James Woods comes into this little town. Oliver Platt's in it. Bruce Dern is the bad guy. It's fucking great. It sounds lovely. He comes into this little town, and uh, Bruce Dern's like the boss hog in this town. The town's all about boxing. They love their local boxing. And they're going to run a con where James Woods says that his man, uh, Lou Gossett Jr., can beat any ten of your guys in a day. Mm -hmm. 24-hour period, he has to beat ten guys but it's all about how do we fix this fight, we're going to cheat this guy, we're going to whatever, they put like laxatives in one guy's thing, so he shits his pants in a ring, and then there's a double cross, and the whole thing. It's, I love it. It's one of my favorites. This is so much similar to this episode. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's exactly (laughs) why I saw it. I was like, oh, this feels like Digstown, because this guy has a boxer that he promotes, Dynamite, Bill, whatever the fuck his name is. Yes. So, I, I very much enjoy... They're like, we need like I know who can beat him. Uh Big Daddy Bowler, they call him. Uh-huh. And they bring they send for Lord Bowler, who's gonna be a boxer. And I love hat like because Bowler's like a big guy, right? He's real tall. He looks real imposing in like the trench coat that he's always wearing. But the second they take his shirt off, he is not imposing at no. all. Well he's gangly. He's very gangly. He's gangly. And, and gangly. then the other guy is like The other guy's like a big muscle-bound dude. And fucking Bowler is like, just like... Like long chested, if that makes any sense. He, he, there's something about his mannerisms in this episode that made me really think about the mannerisms that they do with Marmaduke. Um, like, like, <laughs> like he, when he's like, and he, like, it feels like, or like, like almost like a Scooby Doo esque thing. Yeah, going yeah. you on. kind of picture him like if he was going to run, he would start spinning well, his like, legs yeah, first like- and <laughs> then take off. Yeah, exactly. That's very much it. Uh, there's a couple things I love in this episode. One, uh Briscoe cheats at cards again. Love and it. And I, I think it's great. And it's like the most heavy handed. Like he pulls out this like handkerchief and he's like patting his head because he's sweating. Then he puts it down on the table and picks it back up and there's a card in it. Like it's it's very heavy handed. I love fancy uh Briscoe because he, he's like wearing a cravat. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, all like, he's doing like high femme liberace fanciness, <laughs> and I like it so much. It's very good. Uh, the other thing that I absolutely love, Dixie Cousins is back. I screamed Dixie out <laughs> loud. I, like, she's like, she's, she's a drag queen to me. Like, she, it's oh, all- her mannerisms are very draggy, and also, like, her sense of humor, like, a, like, her, the way she tells jokes, at one point, like, her first thing when she comes, like, they're at the boxing match, uh, they have... Unbeknownst to Bowler, they've convinced the other guy to take a dive, but Bowler thinks he really knocked this dude out. The guy's down for the count. And she walks up, like somebody's count is like 6, 7, and she goes 8, nine, ten. That man is horizontal. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> I love you, Dixie. I love you so much. <laughs> she's so good. Um, and I love that she's like, you know, it seems to be every third episode that she's in. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Take? She's like uh, around enough, and I really enjoy when she is. Yeah, I could I could stand to have a show that was called The Lurid Adventures of Dixie <laughs> Cousins. Yeah, I feel like it would actually be sadder than you'd think. Like, but like, yeah. in between the times she's running into Briscoe, I think there's a lot of like domestic abuse. and Oh, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Rough, and I feel like it's <laughs> yeah, a rough no. life out there for her on the, on no, the trail. No, she's fine. She's fine. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, let's just tell ourselves that. Um, but I do what I do like very much is that she is... She's coming back as a love interest for him. Yes. And it, in a way that is is, they're genuine. Their chemistry is good. It feels earned. It feels earned. and it, Yeah, exactly. It feels earned. It doesn't feel like crazy that uh, they have this chemistry. So when he gets jealous for her, because of her uh, this episode, basically she shows up complete... I thought, oh, I thought he called her in. Like, she was going to be part of the scam. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case. She had just called this guy, this bad guy, because she was going to like open a club with him or some shit. Um... So they're talking, and she, he gets real jealous that she's going to be involved with this bad guy or whatever. And I, 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 That jealousy felt real. It felt good. Yeah, yeah. I think that also it... She is a well-thought-out character enough that she's not some, like, broad that he hooks up with. She's not just... Yeah, and she's not just the sassy girl with, like... Oh, she shows up and sings a song every episode. Yeah. She has this other stuff where, like, she's with the bad guys, and you don't really necessarily know her allegiances and stuff. Well, she's, like, assertive, and, like, she's just as much of a player in this game as Briscoe is. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So they, they win this boxing thing, which is for, like, five grand, but that was just to get the bad guy in like like wet his whistle so that they go for a bigger con that's like fifty thousand dollars exactly um but then dixie here's what back to dixie i'm not sure why she spills the beans on fucking briscoe because it's at first she did it i was like oh this has to be part of the setup but it's not she's not in on the scam at that point so they're talking, and she he's like, I need my partner to tell me, like, to be completely honest with me or whatever. It's like a marriage. And she's like, oh, well, I guess that's why I never got married, which is fantastic. Uh, but then she just tells him, like, yeah, that guy's not really Ronald, Mer- rather it's Briscoe County Jr., and they're trying to scam you and blah, blah, blah. They made your guy take a dive or they paid your guy to take a dive. She just kind of sells him out in, like, a real shitty way. Yeah, I was, like, I was trying to fully wrap my head around it, and I think that, like... It had something to do with, like, the stakes were real. Like, she's, like, in this room with this guy. Sure. And, like, she's also playing her own game. And, like, you know, that, like, sort of, like, weird line of, like, I think Briscoe can get out of this. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I think this is, like, a calculated risk or something. Um, So they're going to have a final rematch. They're going to have a rematch on the boat. Uh, we finally got to Riverboat because yeah, this, yeah, yeah. for this episode oh, being called Riverboat, we no are never on the riverboat. They go, they go there once because play he sneaks, cards. He right? sneaks there the notes. So he's gonna go there to get his money the first time. When they here is the other part of this episode that is not, which is kind of uh, I don't know if it all like completely works for me. So when he beats him at cards, yes, he gets pooled, They go back to his room. The guy's henchman is waiting there, and he just fucking. Knocks all three of them out and steals their money and takes the money back. Yes. They then go back to the guy and are like, oh, well, how about a boxing? I can, I'll bet you I'm boxing. Why would anyone bet him again if all he's going to do is knock you out and take the money out of your pocket once you win? And they do it like three times. When he, beats, <laughs> when he wins the money from the boxing match, the guy's like, oh, I, I never thought I'd lose so I don't have the money on me. Meet me tonight at the riverboat. When he goes to the riverboat, they fucking try to kill him. In the most ridiculous way, they they uh, they tie him to one of those like spinning things where they throw the knives at you, like there was like it'd be like a carnival like a uh, sh- like a show, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's one of my favorite tropes to also show up. Sure, it but, is like the, like every once in a while we'll see something that's like yeah, let's throw him on a spinning thing and then they'll have a knife thrower and yeah, and then also the way that Briscoe gets out of this, it is so unlikely. Well, he gets out of it because I, I don't even know if he's spinning. The guy th- so there's a guy throwing hatchets at him, which is like the main henchman, yeah, uh, guy who had knocked him out before. While he's tied to this spinny wheel thing, and it hits his fucking arm where it's tied up, like it hits the strap that has him tied to it, and that's how he escapes. Which is like, did the guy throw the hatchet there on purpose? I don't understand. He's Mm-mm. clearly like a, a talented hatchet thrower. Yeah, I was so confused. You think you would stay away from the straps? Like you would at least aim we for the We need those. Yeah. The straps are what keep him there. And he gets out immediately, knocks everybody out, and he runs. And I love, too, when he's running away, the like the henchmen all run out to chase him. They all pull their guns, and the main is like, ah, oh, it's too many witnesses. But they already saw you try to fucking shoot guns. Like, you already, they're watching you uh, try to murder him. Now there are too many witnesses. I don't know, it just seems well, weird. Well, yeah, also, like, what legality do you operate under? But you, you seemed, run this town! Yeah, like, who's, like, the witnesses for who? Like, the Supreme Court? Like, who are they gonna tell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't make any sense to me, but... I'm fine. Sure. That's that's why this show actually does work on that level where it is camp and it is sort of silly. Mm-hmm. So you'll make these excuses where there are you know genuine consequences. People are he might get killed uh, later on in this episode. A Bad guy dies or whatever. Uh, but there's also like oh I can just there's also an orb that gives people superpowers. So I can make <laughs> I can make excuses for sure. silly shit. Um, so they go back to the riverboat. Uh, where he's gonna have a where Bowler has to have a real fight, and I don't they, they finally tell him like, hey, by the way, that guy took a dive. It's the only reason you won. And then he sees the guy punch, like when he finds it out, he looks over and the guy's like destroying a heavy bag, like sands flying out of it and shit. Uh, Bowler's like, ee! like his cell of that is very funny. Yeah, he says he's gonna kill, kill me. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in like, really amazing, de- yeah, like yeah, in yeah. really amazing, yeah, like in really amazing dead he's gonna kill me. Uh, but he has to, so he has to like make. Basically the plan what we find out is it's all the boxing match and all that is a distraction. And initially we thought it was a distraction for them to steal money, but what it really is is to keep him not looking while they steer the boat out of Louisiana territory and into Mississippi where he has no power. Where the par- he has no power and his pardon is only from like the governor of Louisiana or whatever. So while this fight is happening, Dixie of all people is like help like steers the boat like they go up knock out the guy riding the boat. Dixie steers the boat while they're watching the fight, and they run aground, and the people come and, and uh arrest him or whatever, and they win. Uh, the the uh, uh I don't know what Briscoe says to Bowler, so they Bowler's having a fight, and he's kind of getting the shit out of him. He's all half out of it. Uh, he says something. Oh, I think he says something along the lines of like. Oh, yeah, no, it's fine, Bowler. That guy's just tougher than you. Don't even worry about it. Uh, Which, like, enrages Bowler. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Bowler yells something. Like, he gets up, and he's dancing around, and he hits him a couple times, and gets a couple good shots, and he yells something along the line. Like, I can't hear it. I tried to rewind it and turn the volume up. I couldn't make it out any time. But he says something like, You're not going to get the Irish rings on me? Which I don't know what that could possibly mean. But Bowler knocks the guy out. They win the fight. Um... Here's the... I wanted to talk about one last thing in this episode. So, the bad guy gets arrested. uh, The brother is helped with the con this whole time. The black guy who has the fabric. Who invented denim. That's what it turns out to be. Which, by the way, we knew immediately what it was right so basically the at one point the brother after he tries to get the guy arrested the henchmen are beating him up in an alley briscoe finds sees it saves it like saves him and then they tie him up and briscoe's like what is this fabric and he's like impressive isn't it strong as nails but soft as whatever uh and it's clearly denim it's clearly fucking denim that they're using and at the end of the episode you, that Like they deliver that information to us, like it's gonna blow our minds. It's like the last line where they're riding away, where it says, says Pool says something about like, "Well, what's this fabric called?" He's like, "I think it's called denim." <laughs> yeah, we fucking know it was. He's like, "I think it would make a pretty good pair of pants or whatever." Fuck you. Well, want and yeah, does. and he's like such like a uh, being like so depressed about it, where he was like, "Oh no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. gonna wear these as pants." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pool's being real shitty about it. Um... I really like this episode. Heartwarming. Uh... Um, Lovely romp. Super fun. We got Dixie cut Like, we hit all the notes I like. We got, like, old-timey Western tropes of, like, the riverboat and gambling. Mm-hmm. We got Dixie Cousins. Bowler is prominently featured. Uh... It's it's everything I like in this show. Like I I really enjoyed this episode. I honestly enjoyed all three of these episodes. Yeah, they're all really good. also I like one other thing in this, yeah. I love that like as we said, Dixie Cousins knows one song. Sure and, and <laughs> yeah. in, this show, in this in this episode she did have a performance and they were gracious enough to not make us watch, watch the song again. again. <laughs> they just yeah. cut to the the performance is over, everyone is loving it, and we did not have to listen to that song again. Thank goodness. And also Smart on them to like not overexpose how they can't write a second song. Yeah, she's got one. She got one trick. Uh, episode seven is pirates. Uh, I I like when I read the the like the description of the episode. is, like uh, Briscoe runs afoul of pirates, and I was like, oh, they're gonna be in the water? Nope, they're in the desert. They're just in the desert, but they're like full. But they're like sea pirates. Yes, they're like R maybe like pirates. They have a cannon on a wagon. On a wagon, <laughs> yeah, with horses. They like. I was surprised they weren't like a full walk the plank. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. very. I'm surprised they didn't make them walk the plank into the quicksand. There's quicksand in this episode, by the way. Also, I am shocked that it took us seven episodes to hit quicksand. It feels like that to be real early in the show. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I will say this: this episode is chock full of guest stars. Um. The main bad guy, Blackbeard Lecut or whatever his name, the pirate name is, is Andrew Divoff, who would be, if you saw his face, you'd know him. He's in a thousand things. He looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. Okay, did you ever see the movie Toy Soldiers? Of course, yes. not the not the little clothes, no with uh, what's his face with Will um, Wheaton and uh, Sean Astin. So, yeah. Ugh. yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, He's the bad guy in that, okay. Like the okay. main bad guy. But he would also be going to be like, um, like he's in fucking Hunt for Red October. and He's done a lot of terrible straight-to-video movies, but also a bunch of real fucking movies as well. Mm-hmm. So he's had a very solid career. Even up until this point, he's already in a ton of shit. Uh, the mom... So here's the episode starts with a family. It's a father, a mother, and a young son. They're on a wagon, and they're being chased by these pirates. The son is sick. He has some sort of fever. Um, the mother... Is Donna Moss from The West Wing? I don't know if anybody watched The West Wing, but uh, Josh Lyman's assistant, Donatella Moss. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that even the little kid was in everything that kid was all over TV uh, you've known from Picket Fences if you ever watched Picket Fences that I would say is his big TV role but then he did like he's just more I think that kid that was there. always like if they, we need a pasty child that we need looks a, a, weird, little sick. a little sickly looking kid maybe a ginger big ears mm-hmm. that's your go to kid um, This Um I do like to see uh, the pirates run them down they take all their stuff and the kid's like, you better stop or my dad's gonna... And everyone's like, shut up, shut up, kid. Even the dad's like, Shh, I'm, not going off, kid. I'm not gonna do shit. I'm not gonna Bye. do anything. Stop it. And then the guy literally says, like, let me teach you a lesson, kid. He punches his dad in the stomach and throws him on the ground and, Like steps on him. He's like, the world's dangerous and your dad can't do shit about it. I'll see you later. That's his lesson. He just cucks his fucking dad. By the way, I'm using the word cuck now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's sad about this, but then I'm, I was also like... Fair enough lesson. I mean, you're doing. Sure, you're doing, your dad is not necessarily. You live in the old West. Sure. So, like, you're probably going to die from, like, a snake bite. Like, your dad can't help yeah. that much. And the rest of this episode is literally just the dad, like, the kid constantly looking at the dad, like, oh, what are you, a pussy? Like, he just has no, yeah. no respect. Like, He's not like, his Br- dad anymore. Briscoe keeps showing up and, like, doing brave shit. And then the, dad, the kid's like, oh, I love Briscoe. And the dad's just, like, hiding in the corner. All fucking depressed. I love it. Um, basically, these pirates are running ramshack on this town. They he gives them a ride back into town and to go to a doctor because the kid needs a doctor, but there's no medicine. In that scene, I very much enjoy that Briscoe also is kind of just a doctor as well. My note is, Briscoe's a doctor? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what all he learned at Harvard. Like, how long was he there? Apparently (laughs) everything. Because he literally, like, he brings the kid in to the doctor, and the doctor, like, he starts reading off symptoms, and he's like, sounds like diphtheria. Maybe we use the bicarbonate of whatever, whatever. Like, he's, like, he's... He's diagnosing and prescribing medicine to this child, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, sounds about right." Like that's it. They, you don't even need to go to the doctor. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna go on break." I guess I don't know. <laughs> also, they're real rude to that doctor. I guess he's kind of young looking. And that ga- that gag, by the way, goes nowhere. But the doctor's supposed to be pretty young looking. I guess he didn't look that young to me, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't look like an old man. He just looked like a I don't know guy in his twenties or whatever, um, maybe thirty. And they're like, Are you sure you're the doctor? You're not the doctor's assistant or something? Where's the actual. Like, when they walk in, Briscoe's first line is, Hey kid, go get the doctor. And he's like, I am the doctor. Like, clearly, you're in my I office. I think this was like the age of the, that gag in movies and TV where mm-hmm. it's like people are like, I want a doctor, not a child. Or like, yeah, 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 I feel like it happened in friends around the same time mm-hmm. as like someone was having a baby and they were like, You're too young. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they just drop it immediately. Yeah, it's not important. It's, yeah. not important. it's not important anyway. What What is important is we find out that the bad, the pirates have stolen all the medicines. They don't have any supplies. The kid's gonna die if he doesn't get some real medicine. Uh, also, even to the point of Briscoe's like, I got a home remedy that might work. I need a fistful of parsnips and whatever. And the doctor's like, Ah, don't waste your time. The generals they've, they've stolen all the parsnips. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> these pirates will take anything. Um. So, uh, while this all is happening, Bowler is on, like, Bowler wants in on this. He wasn't, Poole tells him where he is, but he wasn't supposed to. Because the uh, bounty on this guy is, like, $25,000 or something. It's a huge bounty. Sure, So Bowler wants in on it. Uh, And Bowler is tracking them. And I'll tell you what, if there's one thing I wanted to be more than a con man as a child, it was a tracker. A tracker? As a kid? Like, as a child. Not any time until, like, teenagehood. But as a child. I, there was something very cool to me about, like, in movies, there would always be, like, a, he'd maybe be, like, a Native American or something sure. in, like, like, Predator or whatever who would, like, walk in, like, pick up some grass and, like, kind of blow dirt off his hand and then just be like, they went this way. I'm like, ah, that's magic! I want to be able to do that! <laughs> to the point where I definitely lied when uh, we were playing, like, me and my the neighbor kids were playing, like, uh, we used to just call it, playing war or guns. We are just Toy guns running around shooting each other in the sure. backyard. Um, but uh, my team, I was like, I have to be the tracker. And I was like, why? I was like, because I took, tra- I took, tra- I told him I took tracking lessons in Boy Scouts, uh, so I would I'd be able to do. I like made up a whole Solid backstory line. for myself of being a tracker. And his tracking in this is so silly. At one point, he gets to the so the bad guys had been tied to a tree. This is where Loco Bob shows up, and he has ants in his pants. Mm -hmm. And Bowler shows up after they've left, and he's like looking at the ants, and he's like, it looks like they've messed with uh, your uh, ant hill or whatever. (sighs) Means they went this way. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? He talked to the ants. He talked to the ants. He's crawling around. There's also a weird character that I really love that's with the pirates, which sure. is the weird drawing guy. I, that gag! What was happening? So, like, he, there's a guy with the pirates that doesn't talk? That communicates entirely through doing really, like, good drawings of what's going on around them or something? It was very weird. And I didn't fully understand it. Did you understand it? It seemed to me that his job was... Sort of like the way like a like a um I think they used to call them minstrels, not like a minstrel show, but like in like the King Arthur days, a guy would follow the knights and sing songs of their story. Sure. I think his job was to paint like scenes of the epic things they've done, so like he painted a, he drew a thing that was uh them robbing the the coach, right mm-hmm. I think his job was just, and the pirate was like, "Ah, I look good in that or whatever." I think he was just there to like glorify this pirate. It was such a weird choice, and I liked it a I lot. I liked it, it was, but I was, it was like, definitely weird. Because and the reason I think that's why is like they never get any information out of those drawings. right? Well, there's the one where like the like this is I guess later on, in their like in their uh, layer. Because he does a drawing and he's like, and they look at the drawing and they're like, wait a second, who's that? And that's how they know that there's intruders. Because he just he drew them and he's like, wait a second, oh. that's more people than we thought were here. <laughs> that's a fantastic gag. You're completely right. I forgot about that. And I also like that. Because how fast, like, these are really detailed drawings. Look at how it is. They're like really, like, quality etchings. So he I'm... has preternatural, yeah. like, drawing abilities. he must have done it very fast. Well, and also he has, like, a weird ethics around it because he could have told them there's people here, but he has Dang. to do it through the drawing. No, it's very strange. And maybe he's a mute because well, he doesn't talk. Well, yeah, anybody could be like, hey, over there. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, no. Go no. yeah. uh, <laughs> well, get it. Go get it. Um, they, of course, uh, so Bowler. <laughs> This is when they'd see Bowler and Briscoe or in the cave. Uh, of course, they're captured. And of course, instead of just shooting them like you would, uh, they dump them in quicksand. Of course. Which I, like, first off, such a tremendous, like, trope. You know what I mean? love quicksand. There was another trope in here that I love. The net full of bags. Uh, the How inescapable nets are is love just it. so good. Literally, he cuts... He, like, cuts a rope, and a net falls... Briscoe, like, cuts this rope, and a net falls on top of, like, eight guys. And they are completely powerless to escape this net. Tell me what that net was doing before. Tell me what that net was it doing. Was, it was a net on the ceiling full of, of bags. A, of a cave. <laughs> it wasn't like a barn. It didn't make any sense. Was like keeping, the only thing I could think was that they were keeping foodstuffs that they stole off the ground so animals wouldn't eat them. I guess. That's a good explanation. But, and I was That's like, a good that, enough explanation. Yeah, I was like, sure. But I was like, what is this net full of bags just doing up here? And also, I love the idea that they like... They ran a pulley. They had to really set up this cave. These layers are amazing. Oh, These yeah. caves with power and like yeah. jacuzzis <laughs> and fridge. Uh, they're in the they're in the quicksand, uh, and I was like, oh, here comes Comet's going to save them, and of course, Comet does come. I have a weird moment here where like, so they're tied up. He uses uh, Bowler's knife to cut the rope so they can get untied, but then they use that rope to they throw the rope to Comet. And Comet pulls them out of the thing. What I didn't get was like he has to throw the rope onto the horn of the saddle, like kind of lasso it. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that horse catches you bite that fucking rope? Like, that horse is like. Supernaturally smart. Yeah, I don't know. Because I guess, so, the idea in mind, maybe, if I'm going to, like, try to interpret weird things, is that maybe that would be a lot of stress on Comet's neck and jaw, whereas if yes. it's on the saddle, he's using his, like, mass. I guess. But I, it just seemed to me like they had a... Because th- they, they almost die while he's throwing the yeah. rope on the thing, because... Uh, Bowler has to, like, p- push him up out of the quicksand so he can throw this rope, and he misses the first time. So he's almost dying. He has to do this, like, two or three times. It's like, no, just... Tom, it's real smart. Just throw it up there. He'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I really love about this scene, though, I fucking love about this scene, uh, like, in most things, the victim, the villain, like, in Bond, or even earlier in episodes of this show, the villain sets up an elaborate death for the hero, who is- and then leaves... And the hero escapes the elaborate death. Exactly. In this episode, they set him up in the quicksand. They get out of the quicksand. And the guy, the bad guys are just standing there waiting. Yeah, they've <laughs> they, been like... They've been watching to make sure they die. So, like, they get out of the quicksand. Like, oh, that was a close one. They turn around and the bad guys are just right there holding guns on them. I fucking laughed so hard. Yeah, like, why didn't the bad guys kill Comet? Or, like, shoo or him just, away. Sh- like, <laughs> or any number of things. I like the idea that they were just like, no, I want to see if he can get out of this. No, we could. That's cool. All right, back in the cave. Like, they just <laughs> immediately catch him. Yeah, not only does Briscoe never really shoot anybody, Briscoe, very few people choose to shoot Briscoe. Only Bly really has. That, yeah, absolutely. And that's Bly. how you know he's really evil. He's real bad. <laughs> that and his Hulk Hogan like hair. But we'll get to that in the next episode. Um, they bring him back into the cave where they figure where the pirate figures out that he's Briscoe County Junior. Because he knows the gun He remembers Briscoe's gun Everyone Brisco's is dad. so hard up for this gun It's the only gun in the world like it <laughs> And also I think maybe we're supposed to believe That Blackbeard the Cut Was also in the gang that killed his dad Because that's how he knows who the gun is Yeah and I don't remember there being a pirate There the... definitely wasn't There 100% was not just And when I, we say a pirate He looks like a fucking pirate like, Yeah like he's the, a pirate the and three the pointed hat yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, There was not one of them on that train um, we see a flashback in the next episode. There is no pirate in that group, uh, but he decides that oh, I can ransom him. I can ransom him. Ransom him. Uh, he sends back to the, the people who was employing him. that he wants a million dollars so he can build some giant like warship, pirate ship, yeah. and take on all the navies of the world. It's a very strange. Uh, motivation. My notes for this keep saying, okay, this is super weird. <laughs> like, i just like, sure, this is a weird episode. It definitely is. Because the the villain, the villains are pirates. And they, they don't in any way, like, they're not just cowboys. Like, this is a western show, so the villains have all been some variant of western villains. They're yeah. cowboy, they're bank a, robber. Bank or, rob- or like a, a, a like a, uh, what's the like a Robert Barron like a rich guy who was yeah. bank like any of that kind of shit those have been the villains and now it's just like another character like it's a like different chakra. It's like if, yeah yeah it's like a fucking like if astronauts were the bad guys or something and it's Yeah a, or it's, like it's, zombies it's, in the next episode it's going to be like oh well, okay we're doing that okay, all right um but they realize that they don't they can't do anything they can, he has he has value to them cuz they think they can ransom him off uh ransom him off but uh bowler has no value to them so they in a very uncomfortable scene tie him to a, a a thing and then start to whip him to break him and it's uncomfortable. I like I was watching it and I was like, This has to be intentional. <laughs> how, but like how uncomfortable they're making it, but Yeah, but then I was like are you seriously shoehorning in a racism like a, I like got a, like a, like a slavery? A commentary on slavery uh, yeah. in this episode about pirates? It, it was so and like he came out of nowhere. He's doing the full on like Denzel and Glory like I'm t i am I have to take it and not cry. Yeah, thing. like it's like it's like straight up like roots, like hardcore yeah, like and I was it's like fucking uncomfortable out of nowhere. Uh and this is when uh Briscoe can't take watching him get beat, so he knocks the guy out, cuts the rope, drops the net. Uh, the two of them kind of escape. Oh, that's where the net comes in. Yes, that's yes, yes. Where, that's, he drops it net on the guys, and then they try to escape. Briscoe gets out, Bowler doesn't, because in this cave, which, by the way, is a cave. It's, it's 100% just, a it's cave. It's just a cave in a side of a mountain or a rock or whatever. There is somehow like a... Gate, yeah. Who is the contractor for this? It's very impressive, like tech- that, like because like, the engineering not, of it is very impressive. It's in the wall, yeah, yeah. Like it's not like it swings down; no, no, it, no, lowers it lowers slowly, slowly, slowly enough that Briscoe can dive underneath it, but Bowler can't. He doesn't get there in time. I, but like, what like what on are a the mechanics of to, this, like on a castle is like that kind of gate that, like, it's like a like a fence, a grid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, la- like horizontal and vertical bars. Uh... And it it lowers from inside the yeah someone inside had the wall out a yeah it's very impressive it's nuts um so Briscoe has to go back and try to save him there's a whole thing with the son and like the dad is tired of being fucking cucked by his son and even the wife at this point is just like. Uh like, oh you're very, you must be very brave, Briscoe, and like looking like throwing side eyed at the husband when he says yeah he says that shit. like everybody's real shitty to that dad. Just because he couldn't fight ten pirates. <laughs> that is the test of a father or a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you fight ten pirates? No? No. Well then Pirate. you're a pussy and you don't deserve love. Yeah. Um uh. He, the father, then, like, he, he's got a rally, so he tries to rally the townsfolk to help him take He's like, what's wrong with you? You're going to let this guy run all over you? Everyone's like, blah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, we've been doing it the whole time. What it's do you fine. want? Also, you definitely did as well, so maybe stop calling us pussies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Briscoe and him go back to try to save Bowler, which, of course, they do. I am not 100% sure how they get back into the cave They wait outside the cave and jump a guy. They jump two guys coming out of the cave. So I guess at this point they've just reopened the cave. I guess so. I guess that's what's going on. And then also, meantime, we have like the, like Socrates has his little journey that he goes on, right? Right. So Socrates, when when, uh, Socrates' boss gets the ransom demand, he's like, (laughs) go fuck yourself. He's like, I'm I'm not paying a million dollars for fucking Briscoe County. Just hire another fucking bounty hunter. I don't give a shit. Uh so he decides that he has to try to save Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Um so he goes there and it's like, I have your money, it's hidden outside, give me Briscoe. He doesn't know that Briscoe's escaped at this point. Uh so they're like, Oh, how about we just kill you and take your money or whatever? And we find out there's no money. He's been bluffing because he was just trying to rescue Briscoe. Uh so now he's captured along with Bowler, and they now Briscoe has to save both of them essentially. Yes. Um uh-huh. They, I'm not like, so yeah, the dad and him show up. He's like, You wait here. If anybody comes out of the cave, you try to do your best to stop them. I'm going in to get my friends. He goes in and has a dope ass sword fight. Such a good sword fight. Super fun sword fight with the pirate. Uh, also amazing at fighting with swords. You're a cowboy and a doctor, yeah, yeah. And, a pirate <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and an engineer apparently, and many things. I know for sure they don't like. Does, I don't even know. Does he? Is there a side where he's like, yeah, fencing at Harvard? No, nope, uh, like, never comes I, up. And also, these are not fencing swords. These no. are like big ass sabers. Uh, but they have a very good sword fight, which I actually like. A lot of like up and down like crates of stairs or like yeah. whatever, like just real classic fucking. Mm-hmm staged combat. That was a childhood dream for me. I had a wooden practice sword that I got at a Ren Uh fair, And I, for a good, like, six or seven months, I regularly practiced sword fighting on, like, a heavy bag that my stepdad had. I wanted to be in a choreographed big sword fight so bad, (laughs) like, going up on things, stepping on something that, like, tilts, like, a seesaw. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, what I very much enjoy is that you didn't want to be a sword fighter or, like, Learn how to fight sword fight. You wanted to be in a very large choreographed sword fight. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not insane. Yeah. I, I don't right. I want to be killed. I want the pageantry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you do a thing where like you cut a rope and then like the weight counterbalances and it hoist you up to yeah. the next level, like that kind of shit. Yeah, so yeah. bad. Classic. Uh, they have a great sword fight. He uh, there's like a uh, he tries he he tries to light a bunch of fucking gunpowder on fire. By the way, the pirate also immediately, and I don't even know why at that point, just decides to kill all of his men. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, I guess it's like to cut his losses, or... Yeah, well, it's, but I don't understand is like, there's no money. He knows there's no money. So it's not like he doesn't. Ha- he doesn't want to split the 10 million or whatever it was he thought he was going to get. Because he knows at this point that there's no money. So he literally is just like, "Damn, yeah, sick of these assholes." So yeah, he locks them. He locks them all in the cave, and then he's like, "He's going to blow the whole thing up with gunpowder uh, until Briscoe shows up." And, stops. and they put a lot of money into this cave. There's a lot. I mean, just the amount of engineers alone that had to go into making this cave. Yeah, like, like yeah. There's a lot. Like you're talking subcontractors, just the the, the, the zoning ordinances to get the permits for that. Yeah, be you're just going to blow it up, uh, which he absolutely was going to. Uh, and Then Briscoe shoots a, bo- a jug of wine that spills on the... Like, it's the classic like line of gunpowder leading to the gunpowder, so the flame is moving along the line yes. of gunpowder. And Briscoe shoots like a barrel of wine that puts the fire out uh, to save the day. They go back out. They realize that the guy's gotten away. Blackbeard the Cut has gotten away. They, take him, they chase him down. He ends up in the fucking uh, quicksand. Briscoe's trying to save him, and Fucking! When he's trying to save him, the guy decides to just no. You're coming with me. I'd rather I'd rather die and bring you with me than just get out of this quicksand. Apparently, uh, I don't understand it. Uh, the logic seems off to me. Like pull me out, and then maybe I can fight you in the escape. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to just die, like committing to well, that. Yeah, because he is. I guess at that point he is broken mentally. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but uh, Bowler saves him. Uh, Sage Briscoe, and the guy dies in the quicksand, the pirate dies in the quicksand. And it, it was very uncomfortable. I was like, I hate the idea of watching someone drown or like... Yeah, and also, I even just... I wrote down here that going under in quicksand has to be very unpleasant just for the actor. Like, I he's safe, he's not dying, but just imagine... Oh, no, they killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was Andrew Jemov's last role. He was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was very method. He, 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 uh, he demanded to kill him. He He was very method. Yeah. Um... But just being the actor and having wet sand over your face and, like, your eyes and your ears and shit, like... What I'm thinking is that I think they use, like, they've got to be using, like, sawdust or something light, like, styrofoam or... Something. It all looks like just fucking wet sand. Yeah. They did a real good job either way. Yeah. Um, The kid gets to find out that his dad was real brave and punched the guy or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. They got all their the stuff back. The wife wants to fuck him again. Doubtful, but sure. Uh, there's a line in the beginning of this episode. I believe it's this episode. Uh, where, or maybe it's the next one. I think it's this one. It doesn't really matter. Uh, he Briscoe says to uh, something about, like, that's what friends are for or whatever. And he's like, don't you have any friends, to Bowler? And Bowler goes, I had a friend once. <laughs> Which I just love that like, idea that this guy's had one friend once. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, didn't work out, or whatever he fucking says. But, like, just, yeah, that, just, that's Bowler's life, even as a kid. No, he's had one friend once. Uh, another really strong episode. Really Weird, fun. but super fun. The villain is, like, like he's just chewing scenery through this whole episode. Like, There's, like, a lot of... hard Way over, like, just really committing to that thing, and I... I and getting the like his performance you can tell, he gets the camp nature of this show, but also the like, like it is at some level um there is some realism in the idea of like, oh no, you're gonna be a bad guy, you would kill him. Like you're actually a bad guy, you're not he's not a likable villain, he's just like a very fucking dramatic villain. You yeah know what I mean. Uh which leads us to the next episode with a very dramatic villain. John Bly is back. This episode is so lit. Like, I, I, I was like, from the jump, I was like, this episode is nuts. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. Uh, the kid, by the way, uh, for listeners of this podcast. So the episode, this episode, the premise is that uh, Briscoe is uh, is accompanying the son of one of his uh, bosses to uh, he's going to like meet his dad for vacation or whatever. And he's accompanying him to keep him safe. The kid gets kidnapped while in his care uh, by John Bly and his gang. And and Briscoe has to try to rescue him. Now, for listeners of this podcast, the kid was on a little show called Eerie Indiana. There we go. Uh, Later, he's not in the beginning episodes, not in the first episodes, but he comes on later as Dash X. That fucking creep of a character, and you did Erie Indiana. Oh yeah, me and, like Karina, first, did me and was was did Karina did it. Was that your first no, one? No, it was later on. But me and Karina did it. Okay, it was great, super fun. Um, but yeah, so so if you if you're a listener, Dash X from Erie Indiana is uh the son in this episode. There's a couple things going on here. So he's the son of a robber baron. He's the son of one of of one of uh, Brisco's bosses. Yes, one of the guys that hired him to track down Blast gang. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Bly kidnaps him because we find out that there's a rod from the orb, and that's the ransom. They do He doesn't want money. The robber Baron has one of the orb rods. Yeah, and he wants that because he because Bly's got the orb. So I was confused here. Is there more than one orb? There definitely is. And that's something we learn in this episode. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what we're learning. And so he doesn't have the orb. He has a orb. He has a orb. But at the point when we see the orb, we only know of one orb. And this orb looks all janky. It's and, all melted and yeah. shit. Uh, it's ver- okay. And also, Bly has Gomez. Bly... It's not his name. It's a uh, Doctor Wickwire is there the character's I go. name, but it's Gomez Adams, John Aston. Um, he forces John Aston to like examine the orb and try to tell him everything he can about it by threatening the kid. Like, if yes. you don't work for me, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to hurt the kid. Meanwhile, Briscoe is seeing a ghost of his dad. Yeah, but so in the cold open, whenever the kid gets kidnapped, Briscoe hesitates. Yes, he hears he hears the kid yell, "Briscoe, help!" And he knows it's John Bly on the other side of the door, so he goes to open his door, but he hesitates. He he waits. He's scared to open the door, and that gives Bly the time to escape. Yeah, and so that becomes like the through line of like why, and then at one point, so like while chasing them, he hits his head, and then he starts having visions of his dead dad. But that's not true. Because, I, I, they say that in the episode, but I rewound and watched, he sees his dad before he falls off the horse and hits his head. It's what makes him fall off yes, the horse. Yes, 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 yes. He's riding on a horse, and he sees his dad on a horse, and that distracts him, and then he turns and hits a, a low-hanging branch, classic bit, and is knocked off the horse. But he sees the dad first. Right, 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 right. Um, the dad's talking to him, but then, like... He's seeing the dad. He's having conversations with the dad. No one else can see the dad. Um, the dad is kind of shitty. First off, the dad's Army. We saw him in the beginning. Yeah, so but Brisco he's like kind of, of a dick. Yeah, like a little tough lovey or something. A little tough lovey, but also like at one point, like Briscoe's asking, like, "What the hell are you doing here? Like, what's happening?" He's trying to ask questions, and the dad's just like, oh, "I was always like you to ask questions that don't matter." I feel like these are pretty important questions. He's seeing a ghost of also, his dad. Question I had. Yeah, his horse didn't get shot. Yeah, why is there a ghost Where horse? Where is this ghost horse from? That was, that's a very like, good point. like. Did he catch this ghost horse and tame that's it? That's a very good point. I don't know why he's on a well, but but now here's the other thing. <laughs> there's have, I really there's a lot kind of a lot to unpack in this episode, but. For a mythology episode, which, if this show has one overarching story, it's the orb and Bly and the dad, and this is sort of the, like, black liquid X-Files sort of overarching story, I like that there's a lot to unpack. We don't get a ton of these orb episodes, so when we get them, I like that there's new shit being revealed. Uh, So we find out in this episode that there is more than one orb. At one point, the dad says there... uh, I wrote it down here. There's a line... Uh, he says the orbs form a trinity there were three before now there are only two so there at some point were three orbs but one of them got destroyed or is what they're down to two orbs the world apparently down to two orbs but we're to believe he's a ghost but he appears to be in some realm where the orbs come from because he keeps saying things like he'll say something about the orb and, and Briscoe will ask a question and he's like I'm not allowed to tell you that uh, so he has information that he's like people are saying he can't share, like he has a boss somewhere. Well, and saying? I was wondering it I was wondering if it was like contact where this is not his dad, right, right, it's right. like some weird alien In thing appearing whatever. to him as, as his father because that would be easier for him to understand. Right, right, right. I mean it could be they don't really say uh Yeah, I mean, it could very well be that, because we don't know if it's a ghost or not. All we know is that only Briscoe can see it. Uh Um, There is... Oh, okay, so there's a lot going on here. Um, What I really like... So Briscoe is trying to find... He's, like, lost his trail, and he's getting advice from the dad about, like, you have to just have faith, and there's a flashback to when he got shot, and the guy tells him what the... He's like, what is the orb? And he says, it's faith. And that seems to be another kind of ongoing thing with him. He's like oh, you can't find the trail, close your eyes, open and have faith and you'll find the right way to go. Use the force. Essentially. Uh, which he does. And he goes, t- he goes t- to like, uh, there's this house and there's these two, like this old couple. Love that are, them. That are like, what's the like American Gothic old, you know what I yeah. mean? Like they look like that painting. Old husband and wife. Yeah, yeah. Like super frail. Uh, and he says, so he's like, uh, where's Bly? No, he's like, I his tracks right here or whatever. And he's like, what are we talking about? We're sharecroppers. Don't hurt us. Uh, he leaves them. He's he goes to his dad and he's like, I'm, "I'm done with you. You led me to these old people's house or whatever. I've scared him half to death." And then the dad's like, "Think about it, whatever." and He realizes, "Oh wait, because he said there were sharecroppers. There's no crops." And we they cut back to the house and the the old guys are in on it. They're like yeah. part of Wise Gang. I really, like they're loading shotguns, waiting for Briscoe. To yeah, kill the and guy. yeah, like she's like ready to kill a guy. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I I really there was a fun turn. Uh, we find out that now. Here's my question. Or oh, here's one of my many questions. There's a trapdoor in that house. They go down John Bly's cave. Another is immaculately directed. But decorated hold on, cave. is it the same cave as the <laughs> first time we met John Bly? Because the chandelier is there. So, so yes. either it's the same cave and this is a new entrance to it, or he transported that giant chandelier from one cave to a new cave. Yeah, or maybe he has several chandeliers. In several like, is, a, like have you seen his shirts? That's that's he a, is very fancy. He does seem like a man who would have several chandeliers. Yeah, he's like a, a couple chandeliers on hand. Can we talk about his hair for a minute? Sure, of course. John Bly's hair is is a blonde. It's a blonde that I don't know if it's real. Like it doesn't. It doesn't look like a bottle blonde. It's not like yellow like that. No, it's but, like steel. Yeah, but his face does not look like the face of a man that has that hair. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, like, he looks like he should have darker hair than this. I feel like he went prematurely... Because Billy Drago is always that kind of color hair, right? Well, not in the Untouchables. He's got, like, black hair in the Untouchables. When is the Untouchables? 86? 88? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like... It's, like, one of those, like, prematurely gray blonde... Sure. But, and it's also, like... It's not dye job roots where it's like, oh, that's his real color... His hair kind of fades into a different color. He has an ombre. He have a, <laughs> he's he he's a, have bit a bit of an ombre. <laughs> he does have a bit of an ombre. But it's, there's also a thinness to his hair that I find unpleasant. I realized quickly that... Like, not, it's long, but it's not full. He has sort of a Tom Pettiness to him. <laughs> yeah. See, I was going to say his hair reminds me of Hulk Hogan. How, like, he had that long blonde hair, but you could tell he's really bald as shit. That's why he yes. never takes off that fucking headband. Also, yeah, his hair looks very soft, mm. like in a... Like, in the way that if you touched it, like, you would feel like you'd get a chill. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like so- soft like a ghost. <laughs> like, a ghost touching you. Yeah. Or something. For sure. Like, it, and you feel like it should have more, de- like, more density than it does. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, everything about that man is uncomfortable. It's not good. Which which makes him fantastic. He's so good He's in this. He's so, so theatrical. And so, like, just flowy and showy. I love them. The pieces. Also, speaking of how Briscoe got here, I wanted to call out the jumping off the cliff. Okay. Yes. So at one point, Bly uh, has him at gunpoint. He wants the rod. Uh, He's not going to give him to him, so he gets the kid or whatever, and he says, "I can just shoot you right now and take the rod." And he's up on a cliff. He's up on a cliff, and so like looks over the side. Now it's not a cliff over water. No. It's not like on the side of a river or something. It's just a cliff over more ground and trees and shit. Yeah. Over certain doom. Yeah. And Briscoe just jumps and it's far. And he doesn't jump because he knows there's like a pile of hay underneath. No. He jumps on the off chance that hitting all of these branches and rocks on the way down will, like, will be break fine his or something. And it does. Yeah, he hits like he he falls through a bunch of trees, kind of like if you've seen First Blood, It reminds me of First First Blood when Stallone jumps off the thing and he goes through the trees. Except that Stallone gets really fucked up by those tree branches. (laughs) He has to like sew himself closed and pull pieces of fucking tree out of him. Briscoe just gets up and like dusts off his hat and he's fine. Yeah, and then later Bowler does the <laughs> Bowler's bit in this episode Bowler's is so good. Him. This is actually I I kind of fucked up. This is the episode where Bowler's tracking him. Yeah, the, well, not the previous episode. Well, he also is in the other one a too, little a bit, little. but this is more like this. Yeah, is this is legit tracking. Yeah. And the way that Bowler's tracking works is he has to follow Briscoe's path. Exactly, and so, so he gets in the cliff, and he fucking jumps off too. And he's like dusting himself off, and he's like, "Oh, Briscoe, I'm Brisco. gonna get you, Briscoe." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so <laughs> it's so, like, ri- it's so you know ridiculous. What he, he, why did you jump off? It's just so ridiculous. It's so it's it's that like it adds like some campiness and fun to this you, relatively serious, episode. a relatively episode. serious episode. There's a lot of going on with his dad and like
1: daddy uh, issues. daddy issues
0: and stuff. Um, meanwhile, so they eventually. Track down Bly again. They're going to turn over the boy for the piece of the rod, uh, which they do. He gives him the rod. They take the boy. Bly puts the rod back in the orb, and some of the worst special effects I've ever seen happen to it. There's like real shitty lightning kind of going around uh-huh. the orb, and then so they make they make local Bob put the fucking rod in the orb. By the way. And Bly tells him, think good thoughts while you do it, which I really uh-huh. enjoyed. And he's, like, being real, like, the, <laughs> Billy Drago's like, delivery is just, like, sort of, like, mm, think, uh, it's, like, yeah. it's so weird, like, he's, yeah. like, it's sort of, it's like. It's almost Jim morrison Like, yeah, you like can imagine him. I was, like, are you, what are you doing, Stevie Nicks? Like, yeah, what yeah is it's like, a little Stevie see, Nicks. He's, like, sort of, like, whiskey. Yeah, I, I picture him, ha- like, he should have more scarves. You know what yes. I mean? He, he, like, Steven Tyler or, like, scarves. yeah. Uh... Oh, by the way, the other, so, uh, they, so Prisco, so they put, Loco Bob puts the, the orb, the rod in the orb, it has a bunch of really bad lightning effects around it for a few seconds, and then, Loco Bob, I mean, disintegrate's not the right word. That's what I used, Okay, but it's not that, he sort of. Atomizes. He sort of like m- m- breaks down molecularly. It's straight, Yeah, it's really weird. Like yeah, vaporizes. Into, maybe he, I or? mean, for, like we also have to say that the effect is terrible. It's the, it's ninety one or whatever the show happened. Sure. Computer graphics for a low budget television show. It's gonna be bad. I felt, honestly, real bad. Because I was like, poor Loco Bob. Like, (laughs) we just have him sitting in some ants, and then we, like, disintegrate him. And it's like, he is an intellectually disabled (laughs) member of this gang, and I felt so bad for him. Uh, He... He like molecularizes and then kind of is sucked into a little space and and poof and disappears and he's gone. Yeah, and fucking so, like, the, the wow. other half shows like, what the hell happened to Lobo Bob? And, and John Boy just goes, he's gone. That's it. He's, he's gone. gone. Yeah, he's, he's so strange. Now Briscoe's big plan of escape here. We see him set it up early where he has what well, I thought was gunpowder, but it turns out to be like flat, like like essentially like a smoke bomb. Uh-huh. He he lights this bucket of a smoke bomb. The place fills with smoke, and then he's going to take the kid and run. Except that Bly gets the kid, the kid, the whatever. Now this is fucking crazy. So the whole build, if they're in like they're in build, the layer. they're, they're, they're in, Well, no, they're not in a cave. They're in a, a building. They're oh in like yeah, a they've got it. Whatever. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're yeah. Where, they're at where wherever fucking Bruce Campbell's sleeping. Yes, yes. It's yes. in his dresser. Right, the rods in his dresser. Uh, so they're like going from room to room, but the place is completely full of smoke. Can't see a foot in front of you. So he's just hearing, like, uh, "Briscoe, help!" The kids yelling, whatever. And the like the, the dad's like, "You got to shoot. You got to shoot them." And he's like, I "Can't. I'll, I can't see. I'll hit. I'll hit the kid. I literally. You literally can't see anything." Yeah. Uh, and fucking the dad's like, "You just got to trust yourself or whatever. Just listen to where they are and, and have faith." So, Briscoe just fires blindly towards where he hears the kid yell. Because, let's be fair, he's trying to shoot the guy who's holding the kid, right? Exactly. So, the only thing he has is the kid yelling, Briscoe, and he shoots that way. Which seems very dangerous to me. Well, and he's doing the visor thing. It's use the force. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, put down, like, stop using your eyes. Right, right, right. And right. then this is how you're going to, like, hit that thing. And he hits the henchman, luckily yeah. enough. Uh and Bly gets away again, of course. Um, the orb starts shaking. See, now they're back. They chase Bly back down to the... But see, here's what's weird. No, it's un- there. They go from downstairs from the house where the old people live. It was the house where the old people live, the yes. trap door. That's where they initially were. He runs back downstairs. He chases them back downstairs as well, where uh, where uh, Bowler and Pool are still being held. Yeah, um... He, the orb is, like, shaking, the, the, the walls are shaking, rocks are falling off. Something's gonna, like, the orb's gonna explode, essentially. Because it's already damaged. Because it's all fucked up. It's, like, melted. We, like, that's another thing with this orb. Like, half of it is, like, damaged real hard. And and Wickwire, Sean Astin, or John Astin, says, uh, at one point, he's like, I can't even scratch it. I can't, like, hydrochloric acid doesn't do anything to it. Uh, and Bly's like, yeah, but, and yet it's been melted somehow. Like, so some weird shit has happened to this orb. It's damaged. Uh, Bly gets away. He shoots the lock off the cage, lets Bowler and them out. They run away. They're riding off on their horses uh, with the kid. And then the house, uh, I'm using air quotes, explodes because the effect is fucking laughable. (laughs) Uh, Essentially, the lightning that was on the orb kind of shows up in front of the house. There is a mild, like, like, computer graphic explosion in front of the house, and then it cuts very fast, so we don't have to see any more of it. We knew what Uh, happened. Yeah. (laughs) We're led to believe the house exploded. Yeah. Uh, Briscoe has an emotional goodbye with the dad. And the ghost horse. And the ghost horse, where he says, like, uh, you know, I never got to say goodbye, uh, and this, but fucking it's so they have a, a little bit of a conversation. I was always proud of you, blah blah blah. They have this thing. Uh, he tells them about the Trinity of the Orb and how there's only two left. Uh, and, and then goes like, you know, we never got to say goodbye before or the last time or whatever. And the dad feels, you're right. Goodbye. That's it. That's the whole. He just goes goodbye, and then fucking ghost horses is out of there. Yeah, I. It was silly, but I legit was like not like crying, but a little messed it up. And yeah. that's how I, I how I am. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this feels good. Uh, I thought Bruce Campbell again again ah, great at emotions. Uh uh-huh. yeah. that's the reason like I mean, I like you, Bruce, but I get it. It's hard for someone so smarmy to imagine them missing their daddy. Sure. Like I think that's the thing, for is sure. like he's like so smooth and smarmy, and it's like, what are you doing? Uh and that's the end of the episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really like these Orb episodes that were like, learning more about that, that storyline. And the the I feel like the more we learn... Like, there's a flat, there's a couple flashbacks in this episode. We see the father get killed uh, by Bly's gang. We see a flashback to when he got shot. I like the way they do the flashbacks, because it's so old school, mm-hmm. where it's, like, kind of jittery, like the the... The kind of shaking, it's almost like you see every other frame, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sort of seems like uh the uh, reenactments on like crime. On, like Unsolved Mysteries yeah. or something, yeah, for sure. That's exactly what it feels oh, like. Oh. The other thing I forgot to bring up in this one was one of my I think my favorite moment was while uh a bowler is tracking him, at one point he runs into a snake. Yeah. And then he scares the snake away with like a playground read. <laughs> like he's he essentially just like you ain't even scary yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. The, snake, <laughs> and the snake leaves yeah, yeah, and I yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. what is this magical power that Bowler has that he's just like I ain't even scared of you yeah, snake yeah, yeah snake yeah, yeah it was so good it's very solid I liked it so much um, <laughs> Bowler hits him with like till I see you again or whatever and it rides off I'm en- I like I like Bowler and Briscoe being friends fine I kind of want them a little more at each other's throat I felt like that was more fun. Sure. Um, yes, it's great that they're there for each other or whatever, but like them being sort of competitive as well added to that relationship. I kind of I don't know, I'm torn because there's like like in the in the Riverboat episode that we talked about at the beginning of this, their the heist vibe made me think of shows like, like Leverage or sure. Criminal Minds or You watch a lot of Leverage? I watched a little bit of language. I watched a fair amount of It's language. a great con it's show. Super, I, I'm, a, I'm a con show guy. Yeah, for sure. but like, I was like, I would love to see this show if they redid it, but like, Briscoe's the team lead. Dixie, uh, Dixie uh, Cousins is like the femme fatale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowler Bowers the muscle. The muscle. The like, brain. Pull's like the science guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Aston's like back, or John Aston's yeah. back yeah. in the lab. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, I like them as a team. Sure. And I think that we only get that every once in a while to really get them as a team. But and it but, works so well. And, but that's why I like that we only get it every once in a yeah. while. If it was every episode, I feel like it wouldn't be as fun. I guess that's true. Um, yeah, but really, like that. the Riverboat one really made me think of leverage a lot sure, sure. yeah of course uh, i'm loving this show i cannot wait to watch the next three episodes uh you got anything you want to plug um um yeah so i'm doing mortified this weekend uh the 7:30 shows are sold out but the 10:30 shows are not sold out. This weekend, this coming week. It is uh yes, uh it's May like 13th and 14th. Yeah, May 13th and 14th. No, May 12th and 13th. 12th and 13th got. Friday it. and Saturday, it. May 12th yeah, yeah. and 13th. 12th and 13th. Spiderhouse Ballroom, mortified. I'm going to be reading stories from my old journals about like trying not to be gay. <laughs> and it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, I've got FPIA on Tuesday and it's like it's a stacked Semis night, yeah. Semi final round of the Funny Spurs and Lawson contest is what we're talking about. So that's all this week, yeah. It's Tuesday, Tuesday. yeah. Like two Your days round from is now, Tuesday, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it's the today's. It's going on tonight and then yeah, Monday and Tuesday, and Tuesday's yeah. Tuesday stacked. It's like Kath, Jay White, Cotton. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just I'm just I'm excited to be there and like be amongst people I respect and like. And For sure, yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be super fun. Definitely go after that. Uh, I am. Oh, this will be out by tonight hopefully if not tomorrow morning at the latest so Tuesday I'll be headlining Karina Magyar's new show at uh, uh, Gordo's Donuts uh-huh. so ready set go nuts uh, that's Tuesday night to so come out for that uh, I am in Las Vegas the well I'm in LA the 15th, 16th, and 17th check my website I'm gonna have shows I'm definitely doing uh, Improv Lab Bobcat Goldway and Caitlin Gill show Crab oh, cool. Apple so come out to that I think that's Tuesday night um Then I'm in Las Vegas for the Crapshoot Comedy Festival. Super great lineup of shows. There's Dave Attell and Matt Bronger and... Morgan Murphy and all sorts of great comics on that. Sam Jay. Uh, so that's the 18th through the 20th. So if you're in Las Vegas, come see me there. I'm headlining Cap City the following weekend. The 20 like Wednesday through Saturday. So like the 24th through the 28th or whatever. Something that's like something that. Something like that, yeah. So come out to that. And otherwise, if you like the show, go to Facebook. Or go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. It does help us very much. Uh, tell your friends that helps as well. Watch the next three episodes, and we will see you next week. Bye.